us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. Before we get into our topics, and we're now going to just do a stream of consciousness. Well, and we've seen the Oscars, <laughs> which is like Oscars. going to Mecca for yes, Americans. So we've, we've had our religious so dousing true. for the yes. whole year. I wanted to say that there's a correction from last week. I didn't realize that during the halftime show, J-Lo actually had children in cages that were on stage with her. So that was a political statement that I totally missed. And I also missed that she was wearing a Puerto Rican flag along with her American flag on the cape that she had when she came out in the second half of her show. So I stand corrected and anyone who thought that I was being a little bit... A little dismissive. A little dismissive of j -Lo. Hello, my apologies. Anyway, that'll teach you. That, <laughs> that'll teach me from mouthing off. <laughs> yes, we just watched the Oscars, which was quite the show. It ran um, three and a half hours. The big upset was that Parasite won, won for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. It won for everything, but the way it went was exactly the way that the podcast Little Gold Men, which is Vanity Fair's oh. podcast on the awards season, mm -hmm. they were right about absolutely everything. They predicted that Renee Zellweger would win for Judy, that Joaquin Phoenix would win for Joe. Oh, well, yeah. That was a no-brainer. That Laura Dern would win for Marriage yeah. Story. That yeah. Who is the best supporting actor? Was it Brad Pitt? It was Brad Pitt. Yeah. They predicted him. They predicted best screenplay for Parasite. Mm -hmm. They predicted absolutely everything. Right. Everything but best picture. But best picture. Right. I'm, well, I'm it was a little, little delicious upset. Yeah, I know. It was a delicious upset, although it did win best cinematography in 1917. Oh, yeah. That was the one that was really the most important because mm -hmm. other than well, that was best Director. That's what everyone I know who's seen it said. That's the greatest thing about it. It is, is amazing. Is the technical side of it. Although you also have to say the director must have worked with the cinematographer to make those scenes. Well, that's true. Scenes. That's true. But I'm not disappointed. I'm, I'm thrilled that Parasite won. Yeah. I think so many more people will see it, it now. It shakes things up. So what does that mean? The Academy members, they just vote their individual taste, I guess. I knew a, an actor once who was a voter, and he didn't consult with anybody. He just voted with who he thought was the best. Yeah, I believe that the way it goes is they vote in their discipline right. first. So actors nominate actors, right. directors nominate directors, and so on and right. so forth. But then the whole Academy votes For the once, top ones. Yes, once the nominees are picked. Oh, I see. So, so there's a winnowing process yes. first. By field, but okay, then everybody votes for whoever they oh, believe. Oh, great! Is the so best. if I know nothing about sound mixing, I still get to vote for sound mix. Yes, out of the nominees. out of the ones that the sound mixers chose. Yes, I mean you got to hand it to the Academy for being a staid, kind of predictable and conservative in a way in terms of artistic taste organization. They've done some things like when Moonstruck, Moonstruck, Moonglow, Moon, Moonshine. Moonlight. Moonlight. <laughs> Moonshine. Moonglow. But I knew what you meant. One of those moon movies. It wasn't movies. La La Land. At least we know that. Sun Young Moon. I don't know. <laughs> Something about a moon. Anyway. That was this big surprise, that I was remember. A big surprise. And this felt like that to me. It felt well, like... it was like mo there was Moonlight, and then they had Green Book, which seemed like the <laughs> right. most stultifying choice yeah, of all time. Yeah, yeah. And Book then they had just... this one, which mm -hmm. was an international film. Yeah, yeah. And it won Best International and Best Picture. Right. That's what's so amazing. I don't think that's ever happened before. Yeah, have they even been nominated in those two categories before, I wonder? Mm, I uh, Yes, Life is Beautiful was nominated for Best Foreign Language was Film. Was that the one with Bernardo or... Or Benini or yes, but, the Italian guy who walked over the yes, top of the chairs right. to get to the stage. That's exactly right. Okay. And he won for Best Director, I think, and it won for Best Foreign Picture, but it did not win for Best Picture. Roberto Benini. I remember. One of my brain cells just fired. <laughs> I'm here. I'm still here. Don't forget about me. Pew! <laughs> 
Yeah, so they broke from their history of nominating right. USA films. Right. But Moonlight was the year after Oscar So White. So they oh, kind yeah. Of, they moved. They've been chastened. Yeah, and I'm not going to go into the fact that there weren't any female directors nominated for right. this one. Uh, but next year. I th- I'm hopeful for next year. That we'll have more women and more people of color who will be nominated. Well, it'll be interesting to see, too, if we're entering a more global kind of cultural phase where we're not as cordoned off from the international films. Well, yes, and the way to make sure that more diversity happens in the Oscars is for more diversity to happen in the films that are being made. Right. That's the right. only real way to stop it from being Oscar so white or right. Oscar so male. Right. What about Elton John? It was fun to see him. Oh, it was great to see him, although he's not looking very well. He didn't look great, but it was great that he was there. I loved, too, how with him and Randy Newman, I love that they are such unmistakable icons to anybody. I'm probably the least knowledgeable of pop music of anyone I know. And yet even someone like me, I can see Randy Newman and I know right away that's Randy Randy Newman Newman. and Elton John, same thing. They didn't introduce them. They just came on. Well, that's true. Nobody said, we're very honored to have them here and I loved that it was just like yeah look their reputation precedes them and here they are and then they, they just launched into their songs I really loved that yeah they were great. great and I thought Elton John seemed truly grateful about that award he, he's he yeah. and Bernie Chopin seemed extremely such moved. an icon I, you'd think he'd be jaded by it by now but yeah. it's not and I what I heard was that there was so much backlash against Bohemian Rhapsody winning oh. last year yeah not against Remy Malek but against the movie mm-hmm. doing so well it won the Golden Globe and it won a lot of awards right. that his movie Rocket Man didn't get oh, the showing that it really recognized, should have yeah. and Taron Edgerton who played Elton John in the film was fantastic mm-hmm. I think you would love it if you saw it I think yeah. you'd really enjoy I'm it I'm going to watch it for sure I even liked the commercial after the Oscars about the American Idol season coming oh, yeah. up. And they had all the contestants from American Idol on a bus. And they're all one by one kind of singing quietly. And bit by bit it grows. Yeah, they and were it's all this singing big chorus tiny of Tiny Dancer. And yeah. I wondered if they, did they make three or four different commercials so that whoever whoever won the Oscar for best song, it would be them singing that? Or would they have done it for Elton John no matter what? I think it was Elton John no matter what. I guess so. They wouldn't um, do, I'll be on there singing, you got a friend in me. <laughs> no, no. And I don't think For they would have been Randy singing Newman. the Harriet uh, theme song. It's not <laughs> Just quite as iconic. Yes. She was good though. She got the, she had the best dress I thought of the evening. She had a magnificent dress mm-hmm. and a great hairdo. Mm-hmm. And well, we haven't even talked about the Iowa caucuses, mm. which is probably not going to be discussed much, but that was a shit show. Oh, I think it's, again, we were talking earlier. I think it, yes, it was, but it's too much hand-wringing. That's true, but it did make me feel that the Democrats were in disarray. Like, Jesus Christ, can't we get it together? It was a computer failure. It, it may have been a fault of some of the planning on the technical side. And also there were but trolls from the happen. Republican side that were calling in. And That's right. To... There was sabotage involved yes. too. So why do we take the blame all the time? Well, because we had this app that was developed two months prior that was supposed to solve all of these problems and be able to get the information right. that much faster. But it broke down. Now, I've gone canvassing with an app and it's confusing. It's complicated. The app is for you recording who you spoke to. That's exactly right. I'm not that dexterous when it comes to technology. Right. But I can get around when I need to. Right. And it was complicated. And as soon as I heard that the app was giving them trouble, I thought to myself, oh my God, I know Mm -hmm. exactly how they feel. Yeah. Well, it does sound like it wasn't properly tested and all of that. I I just don't think that they had any backup that worked. I think another good thing of it is it cast a light more than would have been cast 
past otherwise had the mistake not happened of the ridiculousness of the whole caucus system oh. and it's bizarre it's weird because you have to not work on Monday nights you have you know that you have to have problem. three hours no free. that is the problem you have to have a baby you have to be able to afford a babysitter yes. if you want to go yes so I mean it, it's it, not during the it, day it it's at night whole swaths of voters yes and I think that that's really being looked I, I think this is the end of Iowa it's it's over I good. think it's over good I just say fuck Iowa I say fuck New Hampshire because that's also a completely white state. Yeah. I, I don't know why Nevada couldn't be the first state. Yeah. I mean, we really get the worst of it because nobody from the primary is going to come to California. to California in any great way because they already know that we're going to vote blue no matter who. Right. We're part of the Super Tuesday. And that's a lot of states that line up on that one Tuesday on March 3rd. I got my ballot. Me too. I've got my mail-in. Do you have yours? I'm, I do have my mail-in. I haven't looked at it, though. Are there a lot of measures besides the election? I've been a little afraid to look myself. <laughs> I'm going to look tomorrow. That's okay. <laughs> I shouldn't be it's afraid. Early. Since, it's early still. Yes, since I'm, I'm probably going to be canvassing for one or more of the measures. Yeah. So there you have it. So are you leaning toward anybody no. for the primary? No, You're leaning away like from everybody. I don't like anybody. <laughs> I really don't. I'm not on board with anyone. I want to be on board with Elizabeth Warren because everybody I know wants Elizabeth Warren to be president. But yeah. I, you don't see her as viable. I just don't. She doesn't ring a bell for well, me. Well, she did shrink a bit in the last debate, and she My she God. just did not assert herself. I don't that know what debate, that was all about. I'm telling you, if Bernie wins, I'm just going to shoot myself. <laughs> I just can't stand the yelling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bellicosity. It's yeah. just too much for me. Yeah, that's his brand. He's the angry old guy telling people to get off his lawn. Yeah, and I even was willing to give Biden the benefit of the doubt, but after this last debate, he was so yelly and so much about what Obama did. He's so and he locked took credit in the past. For it. He's exactly. He is locked in the past, and I feel bad about that because I've always liked him. He's not talking about what we're going to do going forward. I know. He does He's not have a plan. He's talking about his resume, and he does have an impressive resume. He should yes, be but that doesn't but that's not what, what we're talking about. He's going to have, yeah, the, and that's just not the what the conversation is right now. Yeah, no. I feel bad because I think he's a good guy, and I don't think he has to be haranguing us about his resume. He just seems so offended that his prior accomplishments are not being properly that's a really recognized. Good way to and I mean, I get it, but. That's not a very attractive it's not a, image to sell. No, you know, that is not a You should a be thanking me because I did this for you. You should be thanking me because I did that for you. He did do it. I, I do thank him, but that doesn't inspire hope. It doesn't. You know? And I think he is not communicating well. Mm -hmm. He's not communicating his policies mm -hmm, well. Mm -hmm. If he does have them, he's not right. making them clear. Whereas even Andrew Yang makes his policies very clear. I know what Andrew Yang stands for. Mm -hmm. I know what Pete Buttigieg stands for, mm -hmm. more or less. I know what Bernie Sanders stands for, and I know what Elizabeth Warren stands for, mm -hmm. but Amy Klobuchar. I, I know what she She's stands for. I've been impressed with her in the last couple of debates. When she interrogated Kavanaugh during those hearings, mm. that was the first I'd really seen much of her on television, and I thought she was brilliant. Then I read about some of the more pro-corporate stuff that she's sided with in her tenure as a legislator, and so I lost a little bit of the sparkle for her. But her closing statement in that last debate in about New Hampshire the other night about, I know you and I will fight for you, I think that is the most authentic statement I've heard of from anyone. Hmm. I mean, Bernie's authentic. 
he, he really he means what he's talking about. He can't help himself from being authentic. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, that helps him. And that's why I know a lot of people that are totally for him. Oh, I have a strong feeling that he may be the candidate, which yeah. I think is going to be unfortunate it's because suicidal, he's think. going to be tarred as a socialist. Mm-hmm. And Trump can make the case that socialism is what Venezuela is about. Right. And he can really make that something that will be a severe negative. Right. Make it stick and make it... It's already de- sticking. Definitive. So I will vote blue no matter who, but yeah. Bernie looks like... I mean, certainly it looks like he's going to take New Hampshire. He could come in first or second in Nevada, mm-hmm. and he could be first or second in South Carolina. Right. After that, Super Tuesday, so we'll see what happens then. Well, but... and aren't they telling all the Republicans to go vote for him in the primary? Because it's an open primary. So that's part of the plan to, to get him in there because they, they agree. That, yeah, that's what they're doing. That's, that's what I hear they're doing because they don't have to vote Republican because Trump's already got it locked down. Yeah. What do you think about Mayor Pete? Mayor Pete, well, I was really encouraged that he did so well in Iowa and seems to be doing very well in New Hampshire, too. Yeah. You know, I think he and Klobuchar seem to me like soulmates in terms of being very down the middle, much more forgiving of corporate excess than someone like Bernie would be. So less less appealing to me personally, but on winnability, I think maybe more in the middle and able to persuade people. But I don't know that America's going to vote for a gay guy I, in large numbers. Maybe not. Amy Klobuchar reminds me of Angela Merkel. I see her being the Angela Merkel. You mean that is a, it's a good thing? It's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen. I think people respond to authenticity, and sometimes it's fake authenticity. That's how Trump got his supporters, is people who support him see him as real, which mystifies me, but they do. They buy his shtick. And when she spoke in that debate, I mean, I realize a whole campaign can't be predicated on five lines that you had in a debate, but... I saw a sincerity about her that was powerful. She seems to feel that she should be president, which is forceful. Mm -hmm. It's not undeniable, but it is something that I appreciated about her. Mm -hmm. She really meant it. It wasn't like she was asking permission. Right. So we'll see about her. Mm Mm-hmm. He'll have to search around a little bit to get something on Klobuchar if she were the nominee. Here's what I thought might happen. My sense is that since Trump was not convicted of impeachment by Mm -hmm. the Senate, that that would leave him untethered and that he would become even more of a dictator-like figure. But what I actually wondered is whether he would call out Pete for being gay and that that might be the thing that would overstep. The people oh, yeah. would look at that as being too much of a slander and too much of a negative, you know? Yeah. I mean, could he help himself? Could he help himself from calling Pete a negative name? Yeah, I would think he would probably go after Mayor Pete as being a kind of a, a nerd but more than he, a gay nerd. Wouldn't he try He'd to slip. insinuate? Yeah, wouldn't yeah. He? but that his supporters be... will eat that up. That's one of those things that... People in the middle might not. Hopefully. No, I think I agree with that. I, I agree it's possible. You've said that you think Trump's downfall will come in his overstepping. He'll be his own worst enemy mm-hmm. in this next period of time. Yeah. I'm not convinced that he's beatable. I, I think he's uh, he's cast a spell on a certain amount of the population, mm-hmm. and we may not be able to counteract that. And God help us. Oh, I don't think I could do four more. I just don't know. I mean, of course Where I would could. we move? I wouldn't move. I would stay, but I just don't know that I would have the moral Fiber? underpinning to uh, get up in the morning. But we have to. That's the important thing. When 
matter what happens, we have to get up we in the morning. We have to resist. We do. We have to get up in the morning, keep our spirit up, don't get bogged down by how bad things are, and keep the fight yes. going. That's important. I think so too. And it can only be four more years. Yeah. It can't be more than that. Right. We held on to only four years for this yeah. long. Yeah. And we, we did that with George Bush. We made it through another four years. Right. And look at what happened to him in his second term. Things just, there was Katrina. Right. Dick Cheney shot his friend in the, <laughs> in face, the face with a buckshot. <laughs> it was just one travesty after another. Right. To the point where the Republican Party didn't even want him to campaign. Right. But now he's looked on fondly because of the comparison with Trump. Now he's considered wise and temperate and, and a know, decent painter. A, and a decent painter <laughs> when he's not clearing brush. It's <laughs> oh, a ranch. Yeah. Anyway, I did want to touch on Rush Limbaugh being given the Medal of Freedom, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm. I looked into it, and there has never been a Medal of Freedom that was awarded in any place but the East Room. Yeah. The White House. It's never been presented by a first lady. Right. It's never been given during the State of the Union yeah. address. And yet all kinds of exceptions were made for him. I guess because he has stage four lung cancer. I don't know. It just seems so out there that I'm, mm, isn't that funny? I feel like I just don't even care. I, I We need to you. care. But well, we need to care. I care in as far as it creates a different criteria than Helen Keller and Toni Morrison mm-hmm. and all of the people who have come before him, mm-hmm. who have been great, great Americans. Right. He's not a great American. He's no, but an awful he's person. not interested in defining someone as a great American. He's interested in throwing red meat to his fan base. Yes, that's true. what he's about. The juxtaposition of that and then firing Vindman the next day—that was and pretty... his twin brother. Vindman has a twin brother. His <gasps> a twin Vind. Was... who's also in the same foreign service guy yes wow exactly so he was marched out too oh brother and Sondland oh Sondland I don't give a shit about no Um, Sondland was a fop yeah Boy, I'm telling you, when the guillotine comes out, I'm ready to see Susan Collins <laughs> walked up those steps. Oh, Susan Collins. <laughs> and she'll say, well, this is not very polite, you know. <laughs> We're supposed to disagree with respect. Yeah, right. Respectfully. Lean over, Lean Susan. over. Anyway. I, oh, I'm I, vicious tonight. I have to say that I was moved by Mitt Romney's speech. I was truly moved by this person who I was dead set against ever becoming president, but his motive seemed very pure. And I loved his speech. I loved that he said it very clearly. The president was wrong. He committed impeachable offenses. Right. And that he was answering to a higher power. Mm-hmm. And I just was so thankful that he was the first person of the party of the president mm-hmm. to vote for impeachment. Yeah. I did sign up to give $10 a month to the campaign of Susan Collins' opponent. Opponent? Mm-hmm. Good for I you. I think her name is Gideon. If I'm not mistaken, I don't even remember the name. I just knee jerk went on and, and clicked a button for She's 10 months. She's very vulnerable. And then it said, do you want to become a monthly member? And I said, what the hell? Her so, Democratic opponent. Yes, yes. Oh, yay. Well, so, thank you. You know, I can't go there and canvas, but at least I can give a little bit of money and uh, moral support. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. She's more offensive than the real diehard right wingers because she presents herself as measured and moderate and reasonable. I just find her so deeply offensive. Well, the fact that she gave it consideration 
consideration and with all of the evidence just decided that no consideration was necessary is really disheartening. Well, and it's so elitist. It's like the American people don't <laughs> need to know this stuff. I've already decided that whatever he did is okay. No matter what he did, it's okay. Well, she, what she said was that he's been chastened by being impeached. Right. And clearly that's not the case. And then he fired him the next day. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, Susan. Huh. I'm going to do a storytelling event. Listeners, if you want to come, it's on March the 8th. It's called Tales by the Sea in Malibu. Oh, yeah. And the theme is moments. And I'm going to do a story about my last trip to Paris. And I'm going to juxtapose the big, fabulous, touristy things I did, like the Leonardo da Vinci exhibit at the Louvre, with the tiny little interchanges I had that were just of seconds sometimes, just moments, where I felt this contact because of my language skills coming through with like a shopkeeper or a, a subway booth guy letting me through because my card wasn't working properly and things like that. So oh, that's, that's coming up. That's so that's Tales up. by the Sea in Malibu. And March the 8th. And how would somebody look that up? They would have to, you know what? They should reach out to Ruth, R-U-T-H-E, at boomerangstpodcast.com and you could send them my way. Well, boomers, I think that after a couple of margaritas, that's going to do it for us for tonight. And thanks for coming along with us. Yeah. And we will be talking to you in a few days. Stay mad. <laughs> and hydrate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bye. Bye. Bye.